When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Myron Metcalf filling in for Royce today. Uh, plenty to talk about on the local sports scene, national sports scene as, sports scene as well. I think the biggest story right now, honestly, uh, is what's happening with Gophers football. Look, I've been a reporter with ESPN uh, for the last seven years since I left the Star Tribune. Uh, Has I, it been that long? Been seven, I left it left in 2011. Believe it or not, wow. yeah, I'll be okay. I'll be 35 in Man, a week. You're getting old, man. So <laughs> like, five years younger than me. <laughs> I was gonna say says the, says the oldest guy in the room right now. <laughs> I am, I'm, de- I'm definitely getting old. Um, but I, I've written a number of stories since I've been a national guy about Minnesota basketball, Minnesota football, and so few have been positive. And it's not because, as some people on the message board suspect, I have some bias against. Minnesota sports, it's because when you don't have a winning product right. and negative things happen, that becomes the story of your program. That becomes the story of your athletic department. Today's another example. Uh, say what you want about P.J. Fleck and the team and wherever they're going and the recruiting. The big story today was that you have the nine of the ten players who were suspended in that sexual assault investigation in 2016, December of 2016, the one that cost Tracy Clays his job ultimately when he sent out that ill-advised tweet, nine of those 10 players are suing the University of Minnesota through a federal lawsuit, and they're seeking, how much, fellas? $45 million, which is, uh, uh, I've talked to the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, I wrote the story. I talked to the lawyer, so about $5 million per player. And, And per their lawyer, Dave Madgett, he's saying, look, when you Google these kids' names, uh, what comes up is the case, mm-hmm. and that affects their job prospects. Absolutely. So he's saying $5 million is uh, accounting for what they lost over the lifetime uh, of their careers based on this uh, investigation. Quick Here's question. Quick yeah. question before you continue. Aren't a couple of those guys still on the team? Three of them, I believe, are still on the team. So uh, you got five. So out of the 10. When the appeals and everything went through, five were either expelled or suspended. Five were cleared and reinstated. Um, so they weren't all, uh, I guess, cited in this investigation. And I think that's what the lawsuit is saying is like, hey, some of these guys who had nothing to do with it were also had their had their reputations damaged. There's a bigger issue to me, and this is the thing that PJ Fleck and every coach at this university has to tackle and understand. You have to bring people into your program who make good decisions. Um, I don't know what happened that night in that in that room with the the multiple football players and this young woman. I know what the young woman says, which is she was raped, and I know what the players saying say as well, which is everything was consensual. 
What I do know is that I still to this day wonder where was the brighter mind to go into that situation and say, this isn't good, that that there's that there's nothing good that can come of this whole setup. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to act like at 18, 19, 20 years old that I wasn't trying to see what was up at the parties in Mankato on $5 cup night and hoping to meet some young women. I mean, that that was the goal. But it was also to be smart and and wise and respectful about it, right? And I think that's the 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 thing about this whole situation. I don't know what happened. I don't know if any of us will ever know what happened. But you wonder why we keep running into athletes at this university who at a minimum seem like they have judgment problems. Well, and not to mention when it's a guy like you, a guy like me, a guy like Manny, when we're in school and we're we're one thing, but when you're a Division One football player playing at the University of Minnesota, whether you like it or not, yeah, you have to play by a different set of rules because yeah. you're in a in a much bigger spotlight. Yeah, yeah, you do, and you have to be you have to be smart. Yeah, and and that that's the thing here. Again, I know what the victims, the alleged victim, says. I know what the players are saying. This is going to be a lawsuit, and these guys are seeking a lot of money. Who knows what ends up happening? But if you're P.J. Fleck, if you're Richard Pitino, who's had his own issues with some of his players, when when coaches talk about class and, and talk about getting high-character guys, a lot of times we laugh that off as sort of that PBS after-school special talk. But then when stuff like this happens, you realize how significant that really is because it's it's not that everybody's going out and doing the wrong thing. It's the concern that maybe you might do the wrong thing, right? I played D2 football. And at that level in Mankato, this is before they were the Mankato of the day, Division II championship mm-hmm. level. This was when, like, you know, you go home on winter break for a few days, come back, and there was, like, a van full of dudes from California with one name apiece, you know, like, like what's your name? Joe. Uh, is there a last name? No, nah, it's just Joe. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I assume you're legit. But these were some characters. I mean, these were guys with three or four years missing on their resumes. Like, where were you from 1999 to 2003? Right. I can't talk about it kind of dudes, right? Yes. Um, and there was just a sense being on that team that, hey, I hope these guys work out. I hope they're here doing the right thing. And a lot of them were. Let me just say that. A lot of them were great guys. But there were certainly guys, and I don't want to just say it was just the Cali kids, there were certainly guys that I played with where I said, I'm not going out with him. Because he takes things to a level that makes me afraid, right? I don't want to be in a situation with a dude who might do something that puts me in a bad situation. You get older, you think the same thing, right? But at that age, even at that age, man, there were still guys like that that I just didn't want to be around because if everybody was going to level six, that kid was trying to go to level 10. And that's what strikes me as a situation here with these Gophers football players Beyond the accusation, it's you got a bunch of level 10 guys who end up in a situation and no one brought it down to a five and said, let's think about this and whether or not this is the best situation for everybody involved. And whether you had good intentions or not, just being around them and being around in that situation lumps you in 100% with that group. Guilty by association. Can ruin your life, by the way, right? Just being with the wrong kind of dude can ruin your life. How many people are sitting in prison right now because they went for a ride somewhere, because they took somebody's pack? I mean, when coaches talk about this character thing, you can't laugh it off. It's it's real and it's serious. And P.J. Fleck 
and not even just flex. Zimmer, every coach in this city is going after those kinds of guys. You have to weigh, obviously, talent with that. Talent is still number one. But this is why you hear coaches talking about the kinds of players on this team because they want the kinds of guys who can go out on a Friday night and they're not going past level six or seven. And that's why, you know, we've had our fun with, with Fleck on this show. But for me, I always, because I, I have friends that coach, you know, it, and I always, it makes me wonder how you can base your career on being able to trust yeah. 100 different 18 oh, to 22 goodness. year old young men. And, and your name and reputation is now attached to that. So yes. it's your job to not only keep a tab on all of these guys and hope that they make the right decision, but that in some way they don't incriminate you. And yeah. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not absolving all coaches, by the way. I know there's yeah, some yeah, snakes yeah. that are out there, but I couldn't imagine staking my livelihood on that. It's, it's, it's a scary proposition. And let me be clear. I'm in no way suggesting that the guys on this football team don't have that character. Again, I don't know what happened. I know what the accusation says. I know what the school ruled. I know what these guys are coming back and saying. I'm going beyond that and saying P.J. Fleck is fighting the national reputation that is pretty low right now of this program. He's fighting every time people hear Minnesota football, they think about something negative because that has been the history. So when you hear the Flex and the Zimmers talk about character guys, don't laugh at that because having those character guys is where you have someone who – will grab a teammate and say, you know what? That thing you're thinking about doing, that's not a good idea. I had guys like that on my team who at a pretty young age, hey, man, you're going to that party? Watch out. Be cool. What are you up to? There, And I don't know if that's just missing from this program or what, but there needs to be something where people go, look out for each other and make sure they're not making some of these mistakes and putting themselves in these situations. We'll have more after this. Myron Metcalf back here, filling in for Patrick Royce on the ride. Uh, I, I can't see the game yet because we got – is this the game? Yeah. No, it is the game. This is the okay. golfer game, yep. We're at the bottom of the first. On that beautiful I thought it was like TCL one of those, uh, TV, by the way. Yeah, really great, beautiful TCL TV. It's, it's uh, crystal clear. Bottom of the first, 0-0, uh, zero, zero, two outs. Oregon State's up right now. They got one on first. Uh, hopefully this is a good game for the the Gophers. That would be a positive story considering yeah. some of the other drama that's going on. So they on. need two out of three yeah. to move on, which would, I think, I you know what? I bet if the Gophers made it to Omaha. People would go. They would, they would, there would be some people oh, that would people make the would trip. Because yeah. what, what, is, what is Omaha from here? What I is it? Is it six hours? I mean, I, I feel like that whole right Kansas City, Omaha area is everything's like six hours or so, right? I'm not good with geography. Uh, six and a half. Because Omaha is west of KC, right? West uh, of Kansas City? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so Kansas City is about six-ish, six and a half. So you basically hit Des Moines, yeah. and then you head straight west. Head straight west. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. People go, I'm telling you, people who I know who have covered the event have been there, they say it's a bucket list kind of thing. Like They say it's one of the more remarkable events to attend in all of college sports. And I'm a huge baseball fan, and I've never made the trip, and I have no valid reason why. Yeah. There, I, I don't. I don't have an excuse other than the fact that it's poor planning on my part. This would be fun. I mean, if... if oh, that's not um, good. Well, Two-run home run two run by Oregon State. The by Oregon State, State as we're talking, uh, might put a, a damper on those plans. But, but Oregon State's legit. They they're, are. They're, they're a really they got good seven, team. 
Seven appearances in. Well, they had what three people, three guys picked in the first round. This yeah, year? they're legit. They're legit. But oh. hey, there's still time. It's still the bottom of the first. Uh, tonight is the should be the culmination of the NBA Finals uh, because Cleveland will lose. We expect the Warriors to win. They're just impossible. You, is this good for basketball? Yeah, having this dominance, I'm still from trying to State. figure it out. I don't. I for the longest time said no because look at the ratings and. You know what's good for the league is you need a villain, and and Golden State's becoming the Golden villain. Golden State is a villain, but I don't think anybody wants to see five in a row. I mean, at, at least how it started was 2015. The Warriors were this surprise team. They, I mean, not a surprise; they've been in the playoffs before that, but they were sort of the new regime. Yep, and that was clear. They win the title. 2016, Draymond Green gets suspended. Uh, the the Cavs win the title. Uh, and it felt like, okay, maybe this is going to be a back-and-forth thing. Then the Warriors go get Kevin Durant, and it's all over. And I think that's what we're seeing now, is that they got Kevin Durant, and the Cavs are not going to be the team with Kevin Durant, especially after losing Kyrie Irving. And it looks like all signs point to LeBron leaving Cleveland this summer, and who can blame him? Who who could blame LeBron for next month saying, yeah, guys, I'm going to weigh my options? You couldn't be mad at him, right? I mean... Like, even if you're a Cleveland person, you couldn't be mad at LeBron for leaving. I still think he's staying. I'm, I think I'm the only one that thinks that, but I still think he's staying. I just, for two reasons. Number one, he can make the most money staying in Cleveland. But number two, I don't know where he'd, t- I don't know where he'd go. Google, so, and I hate to say this. I hate when people say this about athletes. Well, he's got enough money. Here's the thing. You don't know how much money someone has. According to their lifestyle, they might not have Enough money, and he might make thirty in salary, yeah, but makes like, seventy five in endorsements. Yeah. No matter where he plays, LeBron Lebron's got money. Google his uh, the new mansion he just built oh, in L A. Oh, I think it's in Calabasas. And look at first, and look at the one he part, sold. That's partially where the Lakers speculation yes. is coming from. Yeah, look at what he sold. The mansion he he sold, or he might still own it. He moved out of his old L A. mansion. They oh got a new God. one, and it looks like something out of Sim City, right? <laughs> My my thing is this. He's leaving. It's going to disrupt the flow of the NBA. We're going to have more musical chairs. When I look at the T-Wolves, a playoff team, but not a contender, right? They're not a contender at this point. And when I say contender, contender to me is... This place looks like a resort. It is. It is. And, <laughs> and, and they, just like bought, they just like built that for no reason. Wow. And they had another Good mansion Good in L.A. Him. They just built this other mansion in L.A. When I look at the, the Timberwolves... I look at a team that's a playoff team, not a contender. A contender to me is a team that you think could realistically compete with the, the best team in that conference, right? At least. They're not there yet. But how far are they? Like, how far are the Timberwolves from Ooh. contention? And I think that's going to be the biggest question that this franchise faces over the next year. What do you yeah. define as contention? Well, contention to me is... Well, it means that you can get... Certainly get the hell out of the first round. Yes. And that if you get matched up with a Golden State or a Houston, that you can push them to seven games. Or, exactly. or just make the, make the series interesting. Exactly. And I think that's what, you know, that's what I think the Timberwolves are going after. That's what their goal is. But but what are the moves that get them there? You have what you have with Andrew Wiggins in this contract. You have to sign Carl Anthony Towns, obviously. Jimmy Butler, to me, is still the X factor. You know, he, he's going to have a chance to do what he wants here in a year, right? Um, hasn't been healthy. I would love to see him stay, but there's no guarantee of that. You know who it's going to come down to? 
Who? It's going to come down to the head coach slash president of basketball operations. If he's there or not? It's going to, well, if he's going to be there, it's going to come down to him being willing now at 60 years old and having been kind of the way he's been this whole time, even going back to Chicago and as an assistant with Van Gundy and Dockers, it's going to come down to him having the willingness to adjust and tweak his system and make you know their style of play a little bit more modern to what the NBA has become. And it's become more of a spacing game, a more of a pace game, a more of you know three-point shooting is, is more emphasized now in today's game. I mean, he's got to... They've got to catch up with the times. And and you see that they're they play an old school style of basketball and it they were still good enough to make the playoffs this year. So you would think if they make some adjustments offensively and defensively and sort of modernize the roster and the way they play, that they can get themselves in a position to compete with Golden State or Houston. But the head coach slash president of basketball operations has to be willing to do that. And I don't. I I question whether or not he's he's willing to do that. Yeah, that is that is definitely um, going to be the biggest thing about Tibbs and whether or not he adjusts. Again, we know the story about him and personality wise. This is the same guy he was in Chicago in terms of being, I think, a, a good coach that players liked. But again. He's old school, and when yeah. you're old school, you got to do things a certain way. And, and he took that year off after he got fired from Chicago, yeah. and he went around the league. He visited Golden State. He visited the Rockets. He visited Boston. I think he's made a stop in San Antonio. He's visiting all these teams and sort of taking in what they're doing and, and taking ideas and all that stuff, and it's, you know, all of a sudden we get to two years with the Wolves, and it's the same stuff that people were ripping him for in Chicago. But would he have faced the same scrutiny had Jimmy not gotten hurt, had they finished? Because they were probably on pace to be, what, a three or four seed? Yeah, they, it wouldn't And no. if they had won a first-round series, we'd have a completely but, different view but you of know this what? franchise. But here's the thing, though, and, and you're right, but here's the problem. All the other teams that made the playoffs in the Western Conference this year, they all had injury issues. Chris Paul missed time. Yeah, Steph Curry missed time. Kawhi Leonard only played nine games all year. Rudy Gobert for Utah missed you know, 20-some games. All of the teams that made the playoffs this year, they all had injuries to significant key players that if any of those guys had been healthy yeah, could have true. changed the positioning. And, and if of, Chris you know, Paul doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, yeah, that's the Rockets probably beat Golden well, State. And you, just, yeah. you just get less leeway and you get less of a cushion when you have three standout players, right? You're supposed to be able to withstand some of that. And that's the whole Andrew Wiggins question. It's the idea of we're good enough to where if we do get hurt, I got it. Someone gets hurt, we still have a chance to beat most of the teams or at least contend with most of the teams in this league. Wiggins and the Oklahoma City pick to Cleveland for LeBron. Let's yeah, go. bring it. Here we go. <laughs> bring it. You go ahead and you call Kobe. I tell you what. And see if he wants to do that. <laughs> I tell you what. Actually, I should have said it to Pat. He's like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> Royce still wants to do that Oklahoma City thing where he said, "Oh yeah, what's his it, what's it his was, proposal?" It was, Wiggins and Gorgie Jang yep. to Oklahoma City for Carmelo Anthony and Steven Adams. 
And I kept telling Pat, I don't think the Thunder are going to want to do that. They wouldn't? No. Why wouldn't they? I don't they? think that. Well, because no. Steven Adams is really, he's really good. good. He's good. And he's getting better. Yeah. Like, he's a cornerstone on that team. Like, like they're not the going to bring that mellow. If you're the Wolves, sign me up for that. And yeah. I'll put up with really? Mellow's I'll put up with Mello's antics Both for a year. Both of you would? Yeah, I really? don't know. But I, I don't think Oklahoma City would do that. That's Steven Adams opinion. is the guy. That, Steven Adams is, yeah. If you put Steven Adams next to Cat on the front court, that's a lethal front huh. court. But the point but is, I don't think Oklahoma City would do that. The point is, this summer, between this summer and the All-Star break, the Timberwolves have to make a decision about where they are. Are you close enough to really contending to keep this thing together and somehow finesse on another piece to this puzzle, right? Or is it that you got to wait for sort of this next wave of free agency, whether that's the Anthony Davis, the Kyrie Irvings, these guys who might come available who are younger here in the next three to four years, the Giannis's and guys like that. I'm not saying you get them, but are you at that point where you lock up towns and you just hope for the best yeah. here in the coming years? We'll have more after this. Johnny, what you got for me? Well, I got lots of stuff. Let's start with, well, you know what? Let's start with the sponsor. That'd be a good place to start. Yes, huh? please. This update sponsored by Shell. Get triple action protection for optimal engine performance with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Twins Angels open up a three-game weekend series tonight at Target Field. Lance Lynn pitches for the Twins. Garrett Richards for the Angels. Uh, your Twins lineup, I think the manager might be sending a little message Uh-oh. here. Uh-oh. Uh, Brian Dozier leads off at second base. Eddie Rosario, left field, hits second. Eduardo Escobar hits third place shortstop. Logan Morrison, the back must be okay, playing first base, hitting cleanup. Robbie Grossman, DHing, hitting fifth. Ooh. Max Kepler hitting sixth in right field. Uh, hitting seventh at third base, Miguel Sano. Seventh. Well, seventh. that's where he deserves uh, to hit, if not well, lower in the line. Oh. He's been hitting. Uh, Mitch Garver will hit eighth and catch, and Ryan Lamar's in center field hitting ninth. So, uh, yeah, uh, Miguel's down to seventh. Well, it's because, Miguel, you can't swing at every pitch. And he you likes can't to swing. try to pull every single ball. He, That's your he problem. He swings at a baseball like there's a, it's a bee yeah, flying around yeah. his picnic table. It's just but, such a shame because he has been gifted with such God-given ability to hit the baseball, and he's just a dummy. Breaks your heart. It really does. Uh, speaking of the Angels, today they put Shohei Otani on the 10th ADL. He has a grade 2 sprain of the ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow. He's already gotten a platelet-rich plasma injection, according to the Angels. He will be reevaluated in three weeks. Was I right, Johnny? Is that what Tanaka did with the Yankees? Remember after his first season? They, they did I something where they avoided yet. surgery, and he came back, but he, he wasn't because when he first was here, he was phenomenal. Yeah, I don't recall, to be truthful. I'm going to have to look it up. Of course you are. Nah. Uh, go for baseball team playing. It's Friday. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go for baseball team playing Oregon State out in Oregon this afternoon. Best of three, super regional. The winner will advance to the College World Series June 14th through the 27th down in Omaha. Uh, right now, we're through an inning and a half. It's three to nothing, Oregon State. They scored three in the first. Uh, the way this will work out, uh, they're playing right now, game one. Game two will be tomorrow at 8.30. Uh, it's the best of three, so if they need to play on Sunday, they will play that game at 8 p.m., so 8 o'clock Sunday. Did you see who hit the two-run homer, by the way? No. Twins first-round draft pick, Trevor Larnock. <laughs> oh, really? It's the one that hit the home run for Oregon State in well, the first inning. that's good and bad, I guess, right? Yeah. <laughs> Saints in action tonight. Uh, they haven't been home for a while. They just did that little run through Texas that they do every year. I think it's a 10- or 11-game run. Uh, they are back home tonight. They'll play the Sioux Falls Canaries at CHS Field.
NBA playoff basketball on our station tonight. Game four of the Golden State Cleveland series from Cleveland. Warriors lead that series three games to none. Uh, this won't be a shock, but whichever team wins the championship, uh, President Trump says he won't be inviting them to the White House. He said, I didn't invite LeBron James and I didn't invite Steph Curry. We're not giving, we're not going to invite either team. He told reporters that today, leaving for G, the G7 conference. Of course, LeBron and Curry uh, have both said their teams have no interest in a visit anyway. Earlier this week, the president canceled a visit by the Philadelphia Eagles to commemorate their Super Bowl win after some of the players decided they'd skip it. But the president said he would be happy to host the Washington Capitals, who just won the Stanley Cup last night for the first time in the club's 44-year history. Watch that become a story if they decide to go, by the way, even yeah. though oh, the White House is yeah. right next to their facility. Yeah. That will be. I guarantee it'll happen. My guess is you're going to have a lot of teams who just they just don't go. Like, just end the practice if it's going to be exactly. controversial. Yeah. You know? Doesn't make any sense. It's become a story that... It shouldn't be. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, The president said about the Caps, if they want to be here, it's the greatest place on earth. I'm here. If they don't want to be here, I don't want them. It would be really comical if the Capitals turned around and said, no, can't make the drive. Can't can't, can't make the drive. (laughs) A little bit too far. It's just become so controversial. And it it should be about the champion and the parade and Mm -hmm. anything that takes away from that. It doesn't just end it. Just end the practice. You know, that's not not to mention the fact that the president perhaps should be dealing with other matters and should not worry about teams and what they're saying. So all of that put together. Let's just drop it. You're right. Yep. The decision by Terrell Owens to not show up at the Pro Football Hall of Fame invitation, not sitting well with the former Viking, Chris Carter. <laughs> of course, uh, uh, they've tangled before because uh, Owens, he, he thought he should have been voted into the Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. Uh, Carter, who had to wait five years, uh, well, at that point he was challenging T.O.'s readiness for the honor. And now upon Owen's decision to not show up at the Hall of Fame, uh, Carter enshrined in 2013, uh, he tweeted today, Terrell isn't going to be enshrined in Canton. I'm even more excited to attend the Pro Football Hall of Fame weekend now. Why? Yeah. Okay. That's just so petty. It is, it's on, it's just, he's hurting, he's hurting himself more than anything. T.O. is. Carter conceded Owens' play warranted a first-year vote in, but he said it was his attitude that stood in the way. One of the football note, New England Patriots wide receiver, uh, um, uh, boy. Uh, Julian Edelman. Thank you, God. I didn't put the name in there. I knew it was Edelman. I couldn't remember. Uh, he apologized to teammates, fans, and the organization after being suspended four games for violating league substance abuse policy. Uh, he, of course, didn't play last year. He had that torn ACL. He had played the previous eight seasons with the Patriots. He was drafted by. You, New, are you drunk? I don't know. I've I've been drinking. It's happy hour. Not that I remember, but he was drafted. Maybe you should be. <laughs> yeah. it's five I put some roof, I put some roofies in your coffee. <laughs> Is that what it was? Okay. <laughs> he was drafted by New England in the seventh round. Does that mean we're going out later? I'm very confused. <laughs> well, <by>. or something <laughs> like that. He was drafted by New England in the seventh <laughs> round in 2009. His third all time in carrier playoff receptions with 89. I just said carrier, too, didn't I? Career. <laughs> Jeez. Playoff it's receptions. <laughs> uh, by the way, his uh, trainer, Alex Guerrero, released a statement on the matter. He says uh, Edelman uses the TB12 method. I was just going to say, isn't that Brady's guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm, TB12 with a sprinkle of salsa. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've known Julian since his rookie year. He's a phenomenal athlete who takes his training seriously. It's disappointing to hear Today's news. He was a quarterback at Kent State, I think. Yeah. Edelman was, yeah. He was. Yeah. 
Nine Gopher football players claim in a lawsuit that the University of Minnesota discriminated against them by punishing them for what they say was consensual sex with a female student. The players, all African-American men, say the U treated them more harshly than three white athletics employees who sexually harassed people in unrelated instances. And they say the U unfairly sided with their white female accuser despite inconsistencies in her story. Minneapolis attorney David Magid filed the lawsuit today in U.S. District Court against the U's Board of Regents, President Eric Kaler, and Tina Marisam, director of the Equal Opportunity and Affirmative Action Office. Wow. A lot going on. And we'll talk more about it after this. Myron Metcalf back filling in for Patrick Royce on the ride on a Friday afternoon. Uh, big story of the day. Big news story is the, I think, $45 million lawsuit that just been filed by nine Minnesota football players uh, who were all suspended initially in a sexual assault, sexual misconduct investigation back in 2016. Ultimately led to Tracy Clays' firing when he tweeted. What did he tweet again? He tweeted uh, something in support of, of, of the players, the players yeah. at the time. Um, Which, what was he supposed to do? You can't lose your locker room. I mean, I, I get. I still say, because the problem was he was in Cali for the bowl game, right? And he didn't come back, I think, when all this went down. Like, he was in Cali, I think, for the press conference for whatever bowl game that was. It was when they played Washington State. When they played Washington State, he was there as everything was happening here. And I talked to some guys who said... Was that the Holiday Bowl? It was the Holiday Bowl. If he had been... San Diego, yep. If he had been here, might have been a different story. But obviously, this was a big incident when it happened. And now this $45 million lawsuit means it's not going away anytime soon. I don't know what... I guess I don't know how to process damages, but but the interesting thing to me is the the gender and and racial discrimination element, fellas. Because you know, a I don't. How do you prove it? Because I guess if if this is all true and they have some sort of evidence that they think they have some sort of evidence to say that the university not only was malicious in these suspensions, but used these nine black players, ten total to essentially mask what was going on with uh, some of the white individuals in athletics who had been accused of sexual harassment. That's a big, big statement, but can you prove it? And is there really something there? Because here's the danger. Here's the danger of a racial discrimination lawsuit, right? The danger is if at the end of the day, you find out that this is just you trying to get money you trying to mm-hmm. to say something inflammatory, people tune you out. And, and and Manny, that's what I'm always so sensitive to. Yeah. Obviously, if there are people who are being discriminated against racially, I'm very sensitive to that. You're sensitive to that. Absolutely. Like that, that's a big thing. But I'm also sensitive to the idea of you better not just throw it out there. You, yep. you better have something because that's big. And that was the thing I was wondering about these guys. Yes, it's all black players. Um, who, who were suspended, but I think to to say it was because they were black and because the university was deliberately doing that because they were black, that's a huge statement. You better have some substance behind it. Better, right? Um, Even more substance than you think you need. Because the other thing, like Ravers, the other thing I think about this is 
the season starts in what three months? What are we? Three months? Four months away? Uh, yeah, yeah. You exactly. got active players. End of the state fair, yeah. Active players who are part of this roster, who are going to be playing for the University of Minnesota, potentially while they're a part of a federal lawsuit against the school they're representing. So how? Which I don't. It puts everyone in an awkward position. I get that. Obviously, you want justice to prevail, but is it then the the school saying to PJ, like, listen, you can't cut any of these guys. You can't. You know what? I, does it make does it make a, a a gigantic forest fire out of something? It, I, it, it just makes the entire situation awkward. Yeah, it feel. It just. I've never heard of a situation like this where players who are actively suing a university are still representing that university. Uh, and obviously it's a big case. As I said earlier in the show, I don't know everything that happened in that room. I know what the woman involved says. She says she was assaulted by multiple individuals of that team. The school's investigation made the same conclusion that there were individuals who had committed sexual misconduct. Uh, the players are coming back in this lawsuit. And as they've said, since they were accused that they're innocent and that everything was consensual, but beyond that, this is a, a huge case that, again, puts this university in sort of this negative national spotlight. And that seems like the thing that they've been fighting for not this year or two years. It seems like the history of Minnesota sports involves that, like trying to fight this negative outlook, trying to fight through the scandals and you know, the basketball and everything that's happened at this university. And the thing, too, is, I mean, athletics aside, as the, you know, the universities, they they still want people to continue to want to attend the university over, you know, in the future. And this this everything, I mean, this is kind of surrounding a, a high revenue generating athletics program, but. Everybody knows what's going on. Everybody sees what's happening now with this with this now coming out too. And if you're, you know, if you're a parent or if you're a kid in high school right now, do you want to go to the University of Minnesota? Like is that you've got you're going to have kids thinking about that. Now just yeah. even kids that aren't even trying to go go there to play athletics, just kids in general. I mean, it's people are going to look at those sorts of things. I'm now. no lawyer, but isn't the likelihood though that this is going to be settled? You would before think, it, before you would it ever think, goes to trial, because I don't think either side no. really wants to go through the legal process and all this, especially the school. I guess, yeah, I would think that they want this quickly resolved. Yes, and, and to, while protecting their own brand. Right. To, to Manny's point, you have this situation. You have Reggie Lynch being accused by multiple women. Norwood Teague. You know, is ousted on a sexual harassment. What's, what was the McNeil kid from the basketball yeah, team that was, a couple of years there ago? There was another situation. I asked Eric Kaler years ago if he thought he had a culture problem in his school, and he said no. And then Teague was, uh, not Teague, then you had all these other situations. Mark Coyle, I think, is doing the groundwork to try to change the culture. Um, but But I just think they've got to go into overdrive to make sure that these student athletes not only have the education, but the consequences that come with putting yourself in situations. Now, obviously, if you committed these acts, that's one thing, and that's wrong, and you should pay for that. The other thing is, are you smart enough to not put yourself in some of these situations? That still seems to be the ongoing question about Gophers athletics. We'll be back after this.
Meyer Metcalf back here filling in for Royce. You ever you ever see like a an athlete and what they've been been able to achieve and feel like it's unfair to oh. some degree? You got we this, were just talking about Miguel Sano. Sano, like same it's just, thing. It's like that, no. So you got you got this Jordan Adams kid who was drafted 17th in the MLB draft by the Angels. He was a four-star wide receiver who had already been already committed to USC. Right, his dad is the D line coach there. If you go on YouTube and type in Jordan Adams dunk, no, he's got this oh, viral on. dunk that you've got to see, and it's just him and like what we're wearing today, and some kid is challenging him. You know, he he gets his head above the rim. You got to see it. Really, this guy picked baseball over football, and by the way, he probably could be a good basketball player. Maybe he is. Like in terms of oh, you know his what? athletic ability. He is. Oh my god. You gosh. know he is. I just watched the, it. The kid is like this freak athlete who can do whatever he wants. And here I thought you were gonna bring up the the kid the A's drafted that's gonna start at quarterback for Oklahoma this fall. That's replacing Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that well he's how about that? that I mean, Kyler, that that guy could be great in baseball too. He's got great opportunities. Well, he it just a, seems yeah, he like a top ten pick. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like too, too much talent for for one. You're human saying being. UNC spread I'm the sorry. wealth. UNC. The wealth. I, I yeah. said USC. UNC uh, is is where he was going to end up. But the Angels picked him 17th. You see that dunk, Manny? Oh, that he did. It's re- it's word. it's ridiculous. Top receiver offers from everywhere. It's just it's just not fair. In what high school? What like what you mentioned it? I, uh, he's out of North. He's a North Carolina recruit. Uh, I'm not sure which high school. Okay, okay. He was he's just from, on. Uh, God, we just had you got to see like the dunk or you, something. Rivers, you got to see the dunk. You okay. got to see the viral dunk. I'll, I'll make man because show it, his head. His head is like a foot above the rim, and you know. <laughs> I love Bo poor, Jackson. The poor kid he dunked on. Oh my gosh. It's sad. I love Bo Jackson and I love Deion Sanders and all those guys who can do. No, I love Deion. Don't do it. No, no, don't. I, I'm not going anywhere. I love I like those guys. But then at some point you gotta spread a little bit around. But you also wonder too how a Bo Jackson in the late eighties and the early nineties, how does he stack up to the well, elite athlete today? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How does he stack up to that athlete today? Well, what was what was in? What was? In, oh my God! What was in? What was in? What was in Bo's water bottle? Come on now! I'm not. What was in his water bottle? I know. There's always was been it that water? Suspicion. I don't know. Might have been a little McGuire in there. We'll be back, be back up to this. Everything's getting more expensive these days: gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just three ninety nine per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.